Uncame is a semi-monthly podcast exploring sex, relationships, life, and culture from an alternative perspective. So sit back, relax, and let your freak flag fly. You're in the cave, baby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Cave Podcast. This is Queen Emmy, and today we have a crowd in here. We got an orgy going. <laughs> I'm here with my buddy Parker. Corazón, señorita. <laughs> Mr. Hugh Robinson. What's up? Miss Ami. <laughs> All the way from the West Coast. <laughs> and our Colorado girl, Lauren. Hi there. Hey. Hi, Lauren. Okay, guys. Well, we've had a lot of ups and downs with our sound issues, but we're back, ready to rock and roll. And today we're going to be talking about Facebook censorship. But before we get on to that, let me just uh, give a little intro of what The Cave is all about. The Cave, in short, is about sex. Uh, We take a little alternative perspective to sex on The Cave. We talk Uh about kink, we talk about uh, sex and how it affects culture, society, social issues, everything you can think of, and we just have a lot of fun and discuss things a lot of people would not even bother to take on. And this show is 18 plus only, so get the kids out of the room. (laughs) All right, guys, Um, Facebook censorship. We've had some issues with Facebook. Boo. Boo. We had our Facebook group going for a while, uh, The Cave. It was super busy. It was fun. People loved it. They couldn't get enough. And unfortunately, we got shut down because we did not follow the rules of Facebook. And I guess I have to take some responsibility for that myself because I should have read the user agreement a little bit better. But as it is, we're off. I thought it would be fine, though, to have it on a group. I thought Facebook only monitored things like your personal profile, stuff like that. They didn't care what you did in the group as long as it was secret. And I had control over who got added. I'd never added anybody under the age of 18, but apparently that didn't matter to them. They shut us down. So what do you guys think of that? Well, personally, I think if you're using anything public, you've got to make sure that you check the policy on that stuff. Apparently, some people around here keep uh, having a policy issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we started another little thing, and that got kind of cracked down on by the carrier, by the provider as well. So... Now we have a new home, and we're getting that going, so guys, if you want to check us out, we're on The Cave, Uh, we're on Facebook, I should say, our our Facebook group is called The Cave Podcasting Fans, and we still exist, we're just not as dirty as we used to be, but we do have a new home that's outside of Facebook that we'll be able to kind of cut loose on and have fun time and do all the same things we used to do on the old cave, it just won't be on Facebook. Is that up and running now? It is. It is up and running as of last night. I just have to get a little bit of details done as far as the forums and as far as the, the um, like the group boards and everything. There's just some things that I have to add, and we're ready to go. But it's I'm sorry. There. I got a call. I Where are we going to be meeting now? Um, a friend from fa- our Facebook group, our old K Facebook group. Uh, his name is Sater. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a really cool guy. He's been helping me out a lot, and he set up a space for us on the transmissions from the bunker site. So oh, okay. we're on the bunker. So it's it's the bunker.com or .net, I'm sorry, slash the cave. But I will get back to you guys on the exact uh, address of that. And yeah, there's a porn site called Bunker. 
Is there really? Mm -hmm. It's actually pretty awesome. decent. <laughs> Thank you for the update, Hugh. I always uh, <laughs> let you know. <laughs> yeah. So I think personally that Facebook should have a little bit more of an open policy, even if they don't want to have nudity, porn, and things like that directly on their original Facebook site. I think they should at least have an external site that's affiliated with them where they could have hosting and social networking for adult issues. And, you know, why not? It can't yeah, hurt. That would be great. Well, yeah. here's, here's my thought. I, we were talking about policy yesterday, and I thought about it. I joined Facebook years ago. Years ago. I was invited... <laughs> well, that's okay. Just ignore it. Keep rolling. <laughs> I was invited by friends who were on another site. We were all, we're, we are all kinky. And um, I'm sure maybe I read the policies then. I probably did. I think they were a lot looser then, too. Um, but the idea that I'm supposed to be able to follow all of Facebook's policies just because they've gone public and they want to keep it all, you know, PG 13 now, I find irritating because when I joined the site, I had certain expectations. So I don't feel like I did anything against policy in the sense that when I joined the site, I had expectations. They haven't necessarily kept the same policies that they had then. In fact, I know they haven't. The other thing that really bothers me is I see all kinds of offensive imagery and posts in my feed on a daily basis. Things that... <laughs> You know, the, I don't know if you guys saw the, the llama, the llama post, the photo that went around yesterday. No. But because, no. you know, it's, it's animal husbandry. So that it's three llamas humping each other. Okay. It's, you know, like one nice. on top of the other. On top of, you know, <laughs> and this dog, it's in the snow. And this sheepdog looking at the camera like, why can't I get in there? Yeah. <laughs> it's wow. an awesome photo. Anyway, um, I sent it to some cave people to see if they would post it on their profiles. But that went all over the place. The puppy that looks like an erect penis, yeah. that went all over the place, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's kids are totally seeing those images. How is that any more offensive than a beautiful portrait of a nude woman that is artistic? In, yeah. in America is still very afraid of nipples, apparently. <laughs> apparently. I think what it comes down to, to be honest with you, is somebody is going to report you. And that's what it really is. Facebook doesn't really determine if your shit is, like, okay or not. You know, they don't have, like, you know, some uh, Gestapo out there checking. What it comes down to is a hater, like Lauren was saying. Yeah, Yeah. It, there was definitely a hater. I know that we, with the cave, uh, because we took off so fast and there was so much attention on us, I'm sure that we had a lot of haters because we grew so quickly. And, you know, I mean, whenever you're out there and you're in the public eye in any way, shape, or form, People are going to hate you. People are going to be, you know, looking to shut you down. I don't know who did it. I have my short list of suspects. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on it, of course, but it's really, it doesn't matter anymore. Sunny. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I know. A lot of people think it was Sunny. I don't think, know. I think it was that other dude, but that's neither here nor there. The one that was really, when I first joined, who was and upset by the content. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, are you really? You're offended by this? Here, yeah. let me show you some photos. <laughs> yeah, right. Are you still a virgin? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Let me clean up my closet and see what you think. Apparently, he, he probably didn't stay long enough for the squid porn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Which, man, that was tentacle way, porn. He would have never former, made it as a, that. as a former Asian art historian, may I just say there's a long history of tentacle porn out there. Yeah. Like, the centuries old. Beautiful. I think it's creepy, but that's just me. 
<laughs> Have you seen, oh, like, yeah. the new remakes of it? No judgment. Yeah, I love the purple remake that Emmy posted. That was fantastic. <laughs> and is that the, the anime stuff? No, it was actual photos, and somebody even posted a video of, of a very interesting a woman doing very interesting things with a with a live octopus. Oh, octopussy! Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> I yeah. <see> that. <laughs> you know, squids are cave dwellers. They find a hole. They're gonna, you know, try yeah. to make a good home. Yeah. So I, I can see why we got shut down in a way if somebody complained, because I mean there was a lot of stuff on there. But I really hope that we could have gone a little bit longer. I wish that we could have gone a little longer than what we did, but whoever reported us, screw you. We're still alive. Uh, we always will be, and we're hotter than you, so. Yeah, we're just too hot for Facebook. Yeah, we're just too hot for Facebook. That's I mean, all seriously, so what? We all, I, 99% of the population got here through sex. Right. You through, you know, test tubes, but the vast mm -hmm. majority sex. I was discussing this with my 90-year-old grandmother yesterday. You know, it's like... <sighs> We all got here through having sex. And she's like, yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a test tube baby, actually. I was genetically engineered to be perfect. Oh, okay, yeah, I can cool. see that. I'm a fallen angel, if you were wondering. <laughs> Why is the presumption that a test tube baby is better than a non-test tube baby? It's an interesting question. Well, I was a specific kind. You know, I had a lot of engineering. Yeah. Well, nowadays, I guess they could do that. Or in the coming years, people will be able to engineer their babies. I was just telling Lauren that I want to do that. I actually had a hilarious conversation in one of the Ron Paul groups with a couple of these cats. Um, we were talking about abortion and all that kind of thing, and then they were saying, well, if the baby's completely screwed up, you should be able to have the uh, you know, the, the, the ability to abort it if you wanted to. And I'm trying to explain <laughs> to them, well, look, we could, we could possibly put these babies into a machine and, and decode them and fix all the problems, <laughs> and these people flip, dude. They're like, who are you? Are you Satan? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, just throw your baby into a machine. That does sound a little crazy yeah i don't have a problem with it all i mean you could turn genes on and off it'd be pretty cool man change the eye colors you could put it this way if the baby had it down syndrome or anything mm -hmm. boom take care yeah. no problem <laughs> we digress yeah <laughs> we are digressing and there are people who already do that by the way and... uh, yeah. yeah sorry there were i've but, read these uh, people yeah i agree that america is still so shocked by sex and you know keep it away from our children and maybe they're just afraid of having to have that conversation with their children i don't know Right. I mean, that's that's the case. Oh, that's an old it's a private mother. group. Now, I can understand people. That's a whole other topic, which we'll have to do for a whole other show about people, um, the relationship with sex they personally have and how it affects their children and how they're choosing to raise their kids. Because a lot of people are raising their kids in a very sex negative environment and trying to keep children away from any sexual conversation for as long as possible, which is really not the wisest thing to do because you're not going to be preparing your child for life if you just don't talk to sex talk about sex with them at all it's not going to work yeah so that's a whole other conversation but as far as the cave goes or facebook goes i think that they should have a separate site that caters to people who want to post adult content i mean why not you know it wouldn't hurt them at all in fact it would give them much more traffic yeah, so everyone who right, everyone who agrees, uh, send a letter to what's his name, Zuckerberg. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. I don't think he's in control anymore, you guys. I to be yeah. honest with you, I think a lot of this <laughs> have to do uh, with the advertising and what the advertisers and sponsors would want to have uh, their their target market see. And uh, the thing about it is, there are a lot of kids on here, and uh, if you were to have an ad pop up on the side of some porn stuff or something they don't they have control over it and they're pretty damn good at it but th sometimes things could pop and they could get sued for that kind of thing so mm -hmm. that, yeah. they keep it public yeah call it butt book <laughs> yeah right 
or fascist <laughs> book is what I like to call it. Talk about being reported, man. I am like one of the single most reported people on this damn thing. Let me tell you. But the, yeah. here's the thing is, it, yes, they can. Google has pop-ups that come up and, you know, when you're looking at Gmail, that sort of thing. I mean, it's like you can't control that. You can to a certain extent, but you, you can't control it completely. The stuff is coming up regardless. It's coming up regardless. That's on the onus is on the advertisers to keep control of what pop-ups come up in Facebook. The other thing is, it's it's there. The, what we started talking about was the fact that someone reported the cave. Content is already there. If you can post whatever you want into Facebook, so long as nobody nobody reports you, it's true. I've seen all it. kinds of stuff on there. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to do. I mean, yes, it's partly about the advertisers and the kids. I understand all of that, but the advertisers aren't really doing what they're saying that they're doing. I've had well, if they get on there and they see something, they'll flip. I mean, think about yeah. it. Keep in mind that, you know, when you, when you get onto these things, like you're saying that anybody can do anything on them at any time. So we've got to police ourselves. And then you've got people that think they're the moral dictators of the world, like, you know, who, and they'll go around. And if it's not it's something that's based off of what they want, they're going to completely be a hater. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I also think that the internet is kind of an adult thing anyway. I mean, there's so many things that our young children just shouldn't – they at least need to be monitored when they're on the computer and they're on the internet um, because, you know, it's it's everywhere. I mean – Well, they know, got pro- parenting tools, man. Yeah, but – and also think about all the uh, online bullying that's going on. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a, a certain age where kids just don't even need to be on the internet for you know anything other than you know some playful little website for kids or something. I don't know. Well, that's why I use these parenting tools because what it does is it turns off the ability for them to go and do whatever they want and only go to what you tell it to do. Mm-hmm. Well, keep Facebook off the list, man. Yeah. a lot of problems. And the other thing, though, is that the group is private. So we're not advertising to kids. Right. They can't see us unless, they're, unless they are um, invited to the group, which, of course, they weren't going to be. Right. So I don't understand. Just This was about an adult finding the content offensive because they yeah. have issues with their own body and their own sexuality, I, not because they were policing us. Not really. Yeah. They may use that as the excuse, but that's not really what happened. <laughs> Insecurity is what it is. It comes down to right. some kind of weird psychological disorder this person has. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's a, that's thing another is, thing I think is weird. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, Facebook thinks I'm a lesbian. I, I don't know why that is, but apparently because of the things that I look at, they have determined that I'm a lesbian, so now I'm getting nice. all lesbian positive advertisement in the nice. right hand side. So <laughs> give that same stuff too. I prefer to think that every woman is bisexual. Makes my <laughs> oh, day are. better. I, yeah. Rather they I admit it or do. not, they are, man. Oh yeah. At least eighty <laughs> percent. But the thing is, so clearly they're watching me in a sexual I mean, it's not just orientation. They're, I mean, they're looking at me in a sexual way. They're looking at my activity and they're saying, "Aha, she wants to go on that, you know, Dinah Shore golfing <laughs> vacation." Well, basically, that's based off of an algorithm that they wrote to watch what you do. If you notice, mm-hmm. you type in "army," then all of a sudden you start getting army advertisements. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what the I'd hell like are to... you talking about? Getting the llamas? <laughs> I'd like to see her history. <laughs> yeah, let's see her history. Really. <laughs> <laughs> you two that are talking about the dyke stuff all the time, I see what you're doing on your own spare time now. You're admitting that. <laughs> I have no idea. It's really fascinating. It only started about a week and a half ago, and I'm like, damn, this is worse than TiVo, man. <laughs> I have, like, a separate YouTube account because, uh, you know, if someone wanted to get on my computer and look up something on YouTube and see, like, all these recommended videos, I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. 
I've got several accounts and all kinds of different stuff. I, I, I make sure that I roll. If I'm going to do anything bad or I'm going to get into some stuff, I'm going to jump off of my own account. Oh, Although, yeah. believe me, I get into some shit on this one, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, today in our science of sex portion, we're going to be talking about uh, an article that happens to be in psychology today. And the article is talking about how having an attractive ex can affect your mating success. Parker, do you have that open up? Sure, sure. Bear with us, uh, you guys. You may have heard this already. Yeah. Uh, love, sex, and babies. The science behind attraction. This is psychology today. The case for having or pretending to have a hot ex. We appear more attractive if our exes are hot. It says, not long ago, a single friend of mine observed something about the photos that men post of themselves on Match.com and other dating sites. Many, too many, for her taste, also include women, ex-girlfriends, presumably with their slender arms thrown around the men in question, or possibly, <laughs> yeah, that's funny, or possibly friends, but always attractive ones. Even when the woman in the photo had been cropped out, whatever body part remained in the frame was comely. Long blonde hair, manicured nails. So why do so many singles post pictures of themselves with exes? Do they know, at least on a subconscious level, that having a gorgeous ex makes them look hotter? It actually does, according to a matchmaking strategy called mate choice copying. Birds do it, and so do many other animals. There's mounting evidence that humans are no exception. If a person has an attractive partner, then there must be something worthwhile about him or her that may not meet the eye. It's a wisdom of crowds approach. In a recent mate copying study, researchers at Duke University and the University of California at Davis asked a group of straight volunteers to rate the attractiveness of men and women who were photographed solo. A second group of volunteers were asked to rate the attractiveness of the same men and women when paired with a person of the opposite sex. They were told each couple had once been romantically involved, but had broken up. How hot was the individual of the opposite sex? How much would they like to date that person? Turns out, it depends on the ex. Both male and female volunteers rated faces as more attractive, desirable, and dateable when paired with hot exes than when featured solo. Don't you love when you read a, a psychology article and you can completely read the psychology of the person writing it? Yeah. <laughs> Talking about the, uh, slender arms. Yeah, slender arms, long blonde hair, and nails. The bitch wants blonde hair. She's fat as hell, and she wants her nails did. That's exactly <laughs> what's going down. <laughs> you know, I thought about this since yesterday, and um, our, our conversation. I I was on face uh, Facebook. I was on um, Match about five years ago, and there were a lot of guys that had those images, but they all decried them as, oh, that's my sister, that's my cousin, oh, no. you know, that's my, that's my stepmom. Uh, <laughs> <You know? laughs> and they awesome. would have that in, what's that? Dude, that's awesome. I mean, like, somebody's putting a picture of them and their stepmom on there, and then, like, other people are getting <laughs> attracted to that kind of weirdness. Yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> dude, your stepmom's hot. Yeah, dude, I'd so do your stepmom. <laughs> Me too, yeah, man. Yeah. How old are we again? Right. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. I don't know. Personally, I think it's funny when men put pictures of their exes on there because that in immediately denotes the guy still has issues and is still in love with that girl. And he's using her as some kind of ploy to try to like a trophy type thing. Yeah, but maybe women find that a challenge. Well, maybe some, I'm sure a lot of women do. But I found that um, 
I think one of the reasons they disclosed their relationship was because they didn't want people to think that they still had issues because Mm. I, I, men who have photos of themselves with other women either want the other woman are giving me the kind of message that I'm not going to date them. Mm-hmm. No, no, I completely agree. I mean, like, I'm the type of person that uh, if I roll up on a girl and she even so much as smells like she has a boyfriend or she's still kind of holding on to a boyfriend, it's a complete waste of time because, like, you know that she's still attached to the oxytocin. It's There's a bond there. And if you really want to get, you know, intimate with somebody and actually have a relationship, it's a very difficult thing to have oxytocin bonds with two different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the same way, but I don't think that the general public is that way, Hugh. I think a lot of guys uh, and a lot of women – they don't care if they have a partner, and they might even uh, be more attracted or uh, more willing to try to turn them away from there. I don't think uh, it's a genuine thing that they're feeling. Then, like I, you know, to me, there's a difference between making love and fucking, and there's a difference between having a relationship and just having like you know a play around type friend with benefits or whatever. And if you're gonna mm-hmm. get serious with somebody and you want to build that oxytocin love. <clears throat> And the bond to be real, I, it's a very difficult process to wrap your head around having this person be able to go out at any time and just hit on random people. Yeah. So many people aren't that logical, though. They're completely on instinct, like, you know, uh, <laughs> apes, basically. Yeah, apes are pretty funny. They have orgies and things, which I don't know to a certain degree. I've thought about it. Like, um, if you look back at uh, a couple of the our, our past cultures, um, especially like the ones that uh, fought against the Spartans and stuff, uh, they had massive incest orgies, and it was just normal everyday stuff for them. Wow. Yeah. Actually, a couple of philosophers that went over there with them, they freaked out about it and ended up coming back home uh, because of all that kind of stuff. So there's been different cultures that do that. And the funny thing is it seems like the cultures that do that don't stay around very long. Well, I don't know. The Borgias were incestuous. They were openly incestuous. And, uh, I mean, they stayed around for a while. On top of that, they were part of the Holy Roman Catholic Church. <laughs> well, actually, I did a little bit of research into this. If you actually inbreed over a couple uh, generations, it starts to create all kinds of problems, health problems. So it's nearly impossible for them to continue. They must have mixed in some other genes at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at the royal family, for instance. Man, those people look like some weirdos, right? They're messed up. If they if they don't knock it off pretty soon, they're going to be like breeding humpbacks. Emmy, we've been talking about uh, getting a cave Skype orgy going on. When's that going to happen? Yeah, um, the cave Skype orgy. Probably when we get a few more people. Um, I, I guess we're, we've been in transition, so a lot of people are still not sure what's <laughs> up. Like, where are we supposed to go to look at our fun pictures and do our thing but now now thanks to the new sites up hopefully we'll have more interest i'm gonna post the link to the new site i'm gonna say okay this is the place to go guys uh everybody should come on over here and then we'll start inviting more people back to the cave podcast page we are rebuilding right now and as we start getting our podcasts out there we'll be getting more attention and more people and then we'll be able to do these Skype orgies, but you know, I I think with the core group we have now, we could easily do a Skype orgy that would be awesome fun. I love how you say it so matter of fact, you know. Yeah, well, you see, it's just a matter of scheduling to do the Skype orgy. Well, in that way, I don't know. I you know, in real reality, I think it'd be kind of difficult to do a Skype orgy and actual sex, like cyber sex orgy with a bunch of people there. It might be fun, but it would be. How crazy. many of you have actually had a cyber sex orgy? I have not had a cyber sex orgy. No. Oh, oh fail. None of you, huh? I have. I've organized that. Now, really? is that just typing or is that Skype? 
Oh yeah, this was a text thing actually. With a, it, it was funny. A, a, a girl that was very insecure about even speaking to anyone, and uh, yeah, she was a total freak though, which is absolutely hilarious. Um, but yeah, it, the way it goes is sort of like how we're doing now. There's a cadence to it. So one person will say one thing, and then there's a reaction from the group, and then mm -hmm. they keep up with the cadence. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, in an order or something. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's kind of interesting, especially you see where people's minds go at that point because see, it removes them from having to, uh, almost like an avatar. That would be fun and very easy to do for us on the cave. Um, that would be mm. that'd be a lot of fun. Well, Hugh, I appointed you the the master of the revel. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the devil's in my, advocate in my kingdom. I, so you're so you're the party guy. You're the party planner. So if you want to do a, a cave multi-way orgy, then that's what we're gonna have to do one of these days. And you could lead the whole crazy. Lascivious to be completely shaman. honest with you, I don't see any women I'm attracted in there at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm well, sorry, it's a bunch of old people and they're posting pics of naked things. Well, bring them yeah. in. Bring them in, Hugh. Like, come on, step it up. No, I'm, not, I'm not bringing my women into you people. Are you fucking kidding me? They're my <laughs> women, dude. You know what I'm saying? I brought my, my slave in up there. You but, could be a yeah. recruiter, man. Just uh, find some find some bitches and bring them in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to be perfectly honest, I'm not into cyber sex. It's it's really just boring as hell. Sorry. Well, where are you gonna get your mind around that kind of thing? Like you gotta understand, man. The 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 foreplay is what brings up the precursor to uh, orgasm. So I've gotten it to the point where the girls that I can command them to come by just suggesting to them. You see what I'm saying? You don't even have to. Ah, uh, this goes them. to that cave topic of how often do you fake it? You know, <laughs> no, that's not faking. when they squirt, that's not faking. When they have an actual orgasm, that's not faking. A oh, man wait, knows when a woman is not faking, dude. If wait, you listen this way, if, if you can fake and your man thinks that you're actually coming, you're either a damn good professional or he has no idea what an orgasm is. Yeah, but uh, squirting doesn't necessarily mean that you have an orgasm with it, just so you know. Yeah, so you're just pissing all over them, right? No, 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 no. We can squirt without yeah. orgasming. I mean, we squirt from pleasure. It's kind of like pre-cum. You have a pre-orgasm by squirting. Not all women have orgasms when squirting. Yeah, but where's your mindset when you're doing that? You're obviously in the pleasure sensation at that point. So mm -hmm. you're not faking it. You're not angry at the person that don't want to do it. You see what I'm saying? Right. No, well, no, no, yeah. of course not. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to participate <laughs> in a cyber orgy, you've got to be somewhat into it. But I'm just saying, you know. Have you and, ever read yeah, any something... or have you read any like romance novels? Or have you uh, like what? What do you like about porn? What's that? What do you like about porn? Oh. <laughs> yeah, my deep dark secret. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, let me switch. Are you a stimulation Eric. person? Have to be physically stimulated, or or do you like to have the foreplay before all of that? How, I mean, how deep does this go? I like some porn. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I like porn. Bring it out. Well, that's what I'm saying. I would show some good shit, though. I don't want to see any bull crap. I mean, to be honest with you, a lot of the porn pics that were posted in that group, man, I don't like hair all over my women. I just don't. I don't find it attractive. I find it, I don't know, repulsive, especially in a society that I have to shave my face. You better be shaving your pussy. Well, going back to what we were saying, um... Well, a lot of women find romantic stories or sex stories to be very, very hot, and they get turned on by them. And basically, that's all cyber sex is. You know, you're talking romantically, you're talking about sexy situations, and that gets yeah, your mind. There. It's not romance. Yeah. I hate romance novels. So, so, ooh, so there it is. You can't read something hot and steamy and it do anything for you at all. Okay, look. I am a BDSM submissive with the right guy. You Pain, gotta stimulate. Face before you start getting hot and bothered. 
Yeah, really. Some, you got right. some some things in your past, man. You've got to really find out what the hell's going on in that because it, no, to be no, honest no, with I, you, I just you know what? Okay, everybody's okay, different. Okay, I like por- my porno. The things that turn, you can't go around saying, "Hey, I like gangbangs," but that. Hell yeah! <laughs> I think I think you just did I, say it. I know, but I don't want to encourage anybody to actually participate with me in a gangbang. Thank you very much. But yeah, I find gangbangs hot. Okay. Oh, so I've had this conversation with my slave here. Now, here's the thing. I absolutely <laughs> love Bukaki videos. Now, the problem with that is, as she brought up, that you don't know the guys, and there could be STDs involved and whatnot. But I, but the thing about it is I particularly like the flavor of uh, uh, the glory hole because I like the situation where the woman is submitting to the cock, but you don't have to see the guy there. Do you see what I'm saying? And as the guy that would be in a relationship with a chick, that would be fine for me because then I know that she's not, like, making love and she's just doing it for the cock. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I mean, these these are weird things that porno and your <laughs> your fantasies. It, it, it's hard to put them into your real life. You know what I mean? And that's what the BDSM thing I think is. People are trying to do that. Yeah, we right. are going to have some controversy already. Oh, I know. And to get back to some, a couple of the things that to get back to a couple of the things that, that Hugh had mentioned, as far as like the pictures on the cave that we had posted, the porn pictures. I know that a lot of guys have very specific tastes in women. Whereas other guys don't, and they'll, you know, they have a wide variety. And same with women. Some women will like some types of guys and not others. You got the people who are into hairy, the people who are into shave. The whole idea of the cave was diversity. So that you put up what you find to be hot. Other people it put up. City diversity. And then when I posted hot girls in there, you know what they all started doing? That looks like jail bait to me. Like, oh, <laughs> man, do you think I'm going to get in here and put child porn? Obviously, she's 18 years old, you dumbass. Oh, come on, Hugh. We had a lot of pictures of young looking women in there. I posted mm. one of a redhead that uh, was, wow, she looked like she was barely legal. Yeah. Yeah, barely few. You know what I ended up seeing? I see. I saw pictures of old people at bleachers uh, holding women on top of their shoulders. <laughs> I, I, it I, was I, just that one, it was one picture. Labby of that. Oh, You're man. crazy, man. Come it was on, just dude. that one picture. You know, I've actually seen that porno. It's really boring. It's a skin. <laughs> I bet. It's That's terrible. I'd be sitting there bitching the whole time, dude. Okay, what we have some breakup here. We have some people breaking up. So if you guys could just try to like talk one at a time, uh, because I'm losing. Sounds like I'm losing Ami a little bit, and I'm losing yes, Hugh. Yeah, a little because bit. I'm I'm um, I'm in my car. That's why. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, but the other thing is, what was it about that? That's why I posted the thing about I'm not anti slender young women because. Oh, okay. We just we lost, lost Ami. Okay. Hopefully too. Ami can come back and join us again uh, soon enough. But what I was going to say before about the cyber sex, yeah, I do, I have gotten into cyber sex and because I'm in long distance relationships in my life. And because of that, I kind of have to do cyber sex. So you don't really have any other option. I guess necessity is the mother of invention. So you have to get creative and you have to find a way to relate to the person that you're into. And that's, you know, the key way to do it. Well, you kind of make it sound like a chore, but if you're into steamy stories being read, it, it isn't. It's it's enjoyable. It's a right. fun thing. And I'm very connected to the written word, so it works for me. I'm, I know the sex is all in the brain. It starts off in the brain, yep. and that's you. You have to be in the mindset. I mean, you could do just about anything to your body. If you're not in that mindset, then you're. It's not going to get you there. 
that right. was one point I'm trying to bring up to Amy. I think that she has some issues with the mind connection with people, and she goes directly for that pain uh, uh, feel, you know, like the actual touch. And I've noticed something that's really hilarious, that I've had relationships, obviously, like I'd be at the club, a girl come up, you know, you want to fuck? Yeah, we'll go fuck that night, you know. One night stands, things are fun like that. But the thing about it is when you develop, and I, I've had a couple of these, where it, you build a mind relationship first before you even get into having the sex, and the sex is 20 times better. Mm -hmm. You yeah. see what I'm saying? That, that's Especially exactly like the right. first time that you do it is like when you're 16. I mean, it's like, holy shit, man. That We've been building up to that point. You know what I'm saying? And then you've sat there and had conversations the whole time about what you like, what your particular mm -hmm. fantasies on. And that other person is completely on board with all of that because that's all that you've done. Yes, I right? agree with you 100%. I mean, I have had you know, a long distance thing where, you know, we discussed what we're into and, and all that for several months. And then we met and it was like, bango, it, there's chemistry and there's, you immediately, you already know about each other. So yeah. it's yeah. just way so much easier to. Oh, the, the internet time. is creating that. I think that it's creating a new dynamic in relationships. You know, I always hear people every day, oh, you know, go out and, and try to hit on a girl at a bar or something. No, you're not going to – it's very, very far in between. You're going to find somebody that's going to have an actual really good relationship from a girl that they met at a bar and they fucked the first night, and it was just based on that. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, like the internet offers you not only a plethora – of options there's plenty of fish in the sea but like i did with lauren was pretty funny <laughs> i got onto google and i hacked google and i had this thing that actually added like you know i had 25 30,000 friends and she's like one out of a million that i picked you see what i'm saying so i mean like this it's a pretty cool thing to be able to go out there and shop for a a, a significant other with the technology it's available it's funny that you said plenty of fish in the sea because there's actually a website called Plenty of Fish that <laughs> it's an online dating website. It's oh, I know. Popular. My, my friend Elijah is hilarious. He made a joke about this. One day he came to me and, and we, were, we were sitting there and we were all messed up having fun. And he's like, OK, look, I got an idea. I think you need to make a cartoon. We're going to call it Plenty of Fat. And he's like, because every time I get on Plenty of Fish, it's all fat women. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people uh, are into that. I like a chubby girl sometimes. I'm very uh, diverse. Don't get yeah. me wrong, I've hit the, the chubby girl too. But I mean, like, the thing about it is, <laughs> I, it's an every once in a while, and I've got to be real drunk. <laughs> well, I, I, you guys already know that I'm into chubby guys. Like, I'm just into the big teddy bears. Yeah, but don't they normally have, like, small penises? Uh, yeah. Actually, I've noticed that too with fat guys. I'm like, what the hell? It's hiding behind your role, man. Well, you know, I, I think I, if, I don't if know. they were fat, like when they were young, it probably messes with their hormones and stuff like that. Yeah, you so. oh, yeah, it makes you more uh, estrogen. Yeah, but I don't know if I, if I don't really care about penis size anyway. You know, as long as it's like average, normal, whatever. I'm not obsessed with anybody having big dick, so I don't care. I, I think with fatter guys, it's just that their penis might appear to be smaller because they have more body around the penis. It's rather like a skinny guy. Well, eight out inches and nine inches is eight inches and nine inches on a fat body or not. I'm just saying looks-wise, you know, like appearance. You're saying that's kind of like how they wanted to do that damn circumcision to make it look like their dicks were bigger probably. Maybe. Maybe that's what it was, <laughs> yeah. That, that's one thing I still got it. I haven't hit yet, which is an uncircumcised guy. I'd like to do that someday. Yeah, I figured that'd be a little weird to, to have that skin there. I mean, like, I was circumcised when I was a kid, so I've always wondered what it would be like to have that. And from what I understand, the, the sensations are just the same. They feel good. Everything's cool. You know, and mm -hmm. I don't understand who the hell wanted to cut a piece off their damn penis in the first place. What a weird person. 
I know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think they. They look a little weird to me. I'm kind of glad I'm circumcised. How could something perfectly me. natural look weird? I think the point is, is that society's driven to your head that this is what is natural and what you have, when actually it's a complete deviation from what is natural. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that, but uh, I don't know. But then again, I'm, I'm you glad. Get into, like <laughs> shaving and grooming and all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. You know, may maybe some person back in the day, like archaic days. Uh, you know, they're like, oh, well, I'm not really born with a lot of this, so I think everybody else should, you know. But that actually, I, that comes down to OCD tendencies and like mm -hmm. Amy, Amy and I have talked about like ritualistic type cleansings and things. That's where all the shaving comes from. Like, believe me, I get up every day and bitch that I have to put a blade to my face. And this is why I said earlier that the women better be shaving their damn pussies because <laughs> if I've got to cut my face up, I want that shit to look like a peach. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, I like a bit of hair down there. Um, that's just oh me. man, you spitting out hair when you're down there eating it and shit. I don't know. Like I said yesterday, <laughs> to me, I, it, 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 to a certain point, women are ready to breed, and when they're ready to breed, I'm ready to rock. But when they get past the point of breeding, when they're too old, and that's with all that hair, massive like an afro type look looks like dude to me. in like, some ways me and you are complete opposites like i like the idea of a mature fertile completely in her own bustuous like just ripe woman you know i'm well, good after i'm sorry i'm done dogging her out i'll hand her to you <laughs> <laughs> after that shit's all loose and shit and she's fucking pissed off and just an angry old woman you can take it man uh, so you have you have been with uh, a mother before right Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I've been with all sorts. I've been with every kind of race that you can think of. So, I mean, like, and age as, as well. I mean, like, the thing about it is that to me, when I look at women that are a little bit older, they have a completely different thought process. And it comes down to the innocence is what really turns me on. Uh, if I can get a consenting adult that I know is completely innocent in any of this kind of stuff and get them to submit to dirty, this fun, yeah. bad stuff, oh, dude, that's the biggest turn on ever. I think that's interesting, like, how completely opposite we are, because I have no use for innocence Hello. at all. <laughs> Sorry, we got Ami back on the call. I don't know how long she'll be able to stay, but hey there, Ami. It's good Ami. to have you back on. Hi. Hello. Did we, did we like, completely lose the the structure of our show today? Yeah, Was there something else we wanted to cover? Yeah, we have completely lost the structure as yet. Now, uh, the particular program that I'm using to record right now is unlike my other audio program, which actually had a counter, a time counter. They could tell me to the second where we are in the show. Uh, this one does not do that. So I'm going to have to just, I'm looking at my clock on my computer, and I think that we still have like a good 20 minutes or so. So we still have plenty of time. Um, we don't so have- So I missed the whole cyber sex conversation? No, not really. We've, we've gone off somehow to shaved genitalia. <laughs> I want to talk about fat arms here and blonde hair with Miss uh, Amy over because I, every time it, it's really funny to me when you can you can read women like a book. They come out and start bitching about skinny blonde women with you know nice tight arms and nice abs, and it usually comes down I to insecurity. Like oh, like you do? Yeah, I do. Hmm. Yeah, in fact, I, I, that's why I posted about it in the cave, because I got really irritated that there seemed to be a bias. And I understand that a lot of women don't. But And I've, I participated in a group on FET for the same reason. That is for, you know, nubile young things. I don't, I, I don't care. If you're sex positive and you're sexy as hell because you own it, you own it. You can yeah. be, especially if you're redheaded and, I mean, damn, that's just uh -oh. hot. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, she's like some fire crotches. Mm -hmm. What? 
This is a fire crotch, man. Them bitches are usually fucking pissed. They get angry. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that doesn't make me angry. What makes me angry is the bias that just because they're slender, they're unhealthy, or just because they're young, they're being taken advantage of. I, I, I'm sure that that does happen, but I, like I that can't idea. presume. And I was, you know, I was somebody who, when I was in my 20s, I had a fantastic body. I was slender, I was athletic, and I was tight as hell. I'm not that person now, but I don't regret who I was. And what the I hell happened? The sexual... <laughs> oh, the hell that's happened? not cool. I haven't actually seen your pictures, but you seem you seem attractive. Your, oh, your voice oh. is very attractive, Ami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, speaking of which, I want to bookmark this for phone sex, because I wanted to talk about that, you know, the, the business, um, and how it's sort of gone away, but it's a really good business. Um, yeah, no, no, I got, oh, I'm 46 years old. I'm almost 47. You know, our bodies change. Not everybody's bodies change, but my priorities aren't, um, unfortunately, I have family commitments, so my priorities aren't staying fit. It would be awesome, but I like my jiggly bits. I own my jiggly bits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there's nothing, there's <laughs> you know, it's, definitely it's, it's nothing wrong with jiggly bits. Yeah, and the, my point is that it's about who we are individually, and I really resent the the idea or the constant noise about if you have this body or that body, you're unhealthy or you're a fetish. I don't like fetishizing being a fat. I don't like fetishizing being slender or skinny. I don't either one. It's like just be who you are, and, and you know, fine. I think what it comes down to is the Freudian uh, type situation that happened in the beginning of the century. Um, it happened with they were putting in these magazines slender, blonde hair, blue-eyed women smoking cigarettes, and it blew up around all the women. I mean, like they would look at these magazines, they would idolize that, and I think a lot of the insecurities and problems that women uh, have today are based off of that kind of psychology that's been driven into them now for a century. Yeah, yeah. can I? Can can I step in? I, I actually, like, you know, I, I kind of, I guess you would say, like, have that slender body. And on the opposite spectrum, like, you know, I, I get haters. I totally get haters, you know? Yeah, because um, you're so and, sexy. You know, well, <laughs> but, you know, it's just, uh, it, it's like, I'm cool how I am. You should be cool how you are. I'm sorry the biological lottery didn't treat you well, but, you know, like, it doesn't matter. You yeah, know? God hates you. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I've gone through the same thing, Lauren, because I've been really thin all my life, and I'm very tall as well. So I've kind of gotten, I got teased when I was a kid for being skinny and gawky and having long arms and legs. But then as I got older, people started, started to think that it looked good on me. But then I still got haters because they were like, oh, you skinny bitch. You know, you <laughs> must never eat. Meanwhile, I love to eat. I've got no problem with eating. So I don't really know like why everybody has that idea in their head that mindset that you have if you're if you're skinny if you're really skinny then you must not be eating or if you they are don't have chubby, that mindset they don't what, what? they don't they just they're jealous it's that's yes, what it jealousy. comes down to it, it is, is it really is about insecurity and jealousy yep. for the most part mm -hmm. you can read it right off somebody stop, why do you stop going to mcdonald's like every day come on now that's actually <laughs> true i mean how many of my friends you know i got sick and i that's how i gained weight actually it's because i became ill and i gained 60 pounds in three months before and it was on the medication and the doctors didn't even realize it because it was such a quick weight gain and for the most part i've gotten it off and everyone's like well how'd you do it it's like well i didn't eat crap 
You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like bottom line. I got my tush out there. I walked around and I didn't eat crap. If you didn't eat crap and don't say, oh, you know, I let myself have a cookie. You have the complete wrong mindset. And now it we're is, a health food uh, podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Well, well, no, 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 because it's about, <laughs> it's about body image, though. It really is, it, is about body image. Well, I mean, it was a synthroid issue was your thyroid. Well, there are people who are and there are people who love being bigger people. That's cool, too. That's not a problem. It's it's owning who you are. If you and, you know, a friend of mine is a huge woman. I mean, she's absolutely massive. She gets more sex than most people I know because there are many men who love that. She's sassy. She's mm. always been overweight, and she's really got a fantastic personality. And she's sexy as hell because she owns who she is. And a lot of her friends are like, "Well, how come you get all the male attention?" Well, because she's sexy. Yeah. It. I agree. I like she all kinds, it. but uh, there is something nice about Emmy's body type. We can do the acrobatic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You can flip them around in midair and shit. You can have them bend different ways. Hell, Lauren puts her legs behind her head. It's absolutely eagle. Yeah. <laughs> Over the shoulders. Yeah, they get that cable thing going, too, where they can stretch their body. Yeah, man. You're like, holy shit. A fat girl can't do that. I mean, if you get a fat girl, you just take a little flower, find the wet spot, and then oh, you're lucky please. if that's tight still. Okay, excuse my I language, but all shit, okay? Sorry, the same friend, she can do splits in every single direction. That's right. I have met every a lot of people. I, I know that a lot of <laughs> a lot of overweight though. people who society would consider fat, and some people would say, oh, you're obese, you're gross. A lot of overweight people are very sexual. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because I personally am attracted to larger people, but I just find that they're... Like yeah, they're very sexual people. They're very tuned into themselves. I think it's because they've had to... I think part of it might be because they do love to eat and they have like a hedonistic mindset, but not every heavy person loves to eat. Sometimes just the metabolism thing or body type thing. But I think it's, especially with women, they've had to go get through a lot of society's bullshit to, to accept themselves as they are. So they that's have... sort of like the, the black woman that's over overly confident is, mm -hmm. is a sexy thing. It really is. You get yeah. those fat black women that just come out and own that shit. And you're like, holy crap. Thank you crap. very much. Power to people, man. Proud black women. Stock talking here. But... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and that badass. appeals to the submissive men, too. Type. What's yeah, that? I can imagine that does to you, Brian. You're probably like, oh, wow, that woman's fucking manly. I love her. <laughs> I love how you assume I'm a sub. I'm a sub. <laughs> <laughs> if so anything, wait, I'm a switch because I like both. We keep talking about women, but the fact is the bias exists in men, too. A lot of women don't like fat men. Some yeah. women do like fat men because they're bearish. You know, yes. and it seems like, well, the guy's fat. He can obviously provide for himself, mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, the bias goes... <laughs> It's true. <laughs> if he's skinny and poorly dressed, obviously he lives with his mom in a basement. That's funny shit. What about a skinny guy that lives with his mom that's dressed well? Oh, that's scary. That's a predator. We haven't talked about you know, bias against men. I like both types of men. I like that I, I'm not into goth women. But I love goth men. Love them so much. I also like men who are simply powerful. And it comes in an energy. They can just be solid, massive. Not, I don't like the big belly, but I love feeling engulfed in the size of a man. Because I'm 5'8". So mm -hmm. with heels on and the hair, it's just, you know, 
but I don't mind dating shorter men so long as they own their their sexuality. But the idea that women don't pay attention to male size as much as males pay attention to female size is nonsense. We totally do. It's true. If I didn't have the social life that I do, I'd totally go goth. You know, the earrings, the tattoos, the crazy different colored hair, and all the crazy like black clothing. Oh yeah, that would be me in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, so that turns you on. Okay. Piercings, tattoos, the whole thing, the funky hair, that just that just gets me going. Yeah, but everybody's doing it now. If everybody's going to do it, it's not unique anymore, and the people that don't have the tattoos are the ones that are unique. Yeah, that's that's hot too. I mean, it just depends. It's the person. If you're, if you're emulating it versus owning it, that's who you are, um, then, then you're not really that person. You're just, you're just a poser, right? Yeah. That's no. not hot. And we all can tell posers from non-posers. We're, we're not big. Well, okay, is, guys, I have show. to, I'm sorry to get you, to get you guys uh, interrupted here, but we have to kind of stay on track because we don't have all day to do the podcast. And I'd like to try to stay to at least some sort of a structured schedule if I can. It's great, though, that we're having such a cool conversation. I, I really wish I could have you guys on every week. But it's time for our lascivious laughter portion, where we bring out some dirty jokes that make us <laughs> smile. I know that, like, sometimes jokes fall flat. Other times they're funny. Usually they're pretty corny. But anyhow, here we go. Um, I'm sure I told you guys this one yesterday. It was the mailman's last day on the job after 35 years of carrying the mail through all kinds of weather in the same neighborhood. When he arrived at the first house on his route, he was greeted by the whole family there who congratulated him and sent him on his way with a big gift envelope. At the second house, they presented him with a box of fine cigars. The folks at the third house handed him a selection of terrific fishing lures. At the fourth house, he was met at the door by a strikingly beautiful woman in a revealing negligee. She took him by the hand, led him gently through the door, and led him up the stairs to the bedroom where she blew his mind with the most passionate sex he had ever experienced. When he had had enough, they went downstairs where she fixed him a giant breakfast. Eggs, potatoes, ham, sausage, waffles, the works. When, she was truly, when he was truly satisfied, she poured him a cup of steaming coffee. As she was pouring, he noticed a dollar bill sticking out from under the cup's bottom. All this was just too wonderful, he said, but what's the dollar for? Well, she said, last night I told my husband that today would be your last day and that we should do something special for you. I asked him what we should do. He said, fuck him, give him a dollar. <laughs> and the lady, I would never get sold. <laughs> and then, then the lady said, the, the breakfast was my idea. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah, as long as she cooked the breakfast naked, I'd be down for that shit. <laughs> yeah, Hugh, uh, Hugh would be the first one to say, at least she's in the kitchen. Yeah, dude. Fuck, get back in the kitchen and make me a sandwich, bitch. Well, I love men. What I love men who fuck. Like, Forty and chubby. Oh, we got some techno, we got some techno there, vocals going Hello? on. Hello? You're totally breaking up there, Ami. You sound like Megatron. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I love men but, uh, who cook. If a man could, could get in the kitchen and make me a good meal, I am in love. I love how oh, we've like uh, offended every stereotype possible in this show. Yeah, that we... way it's not just one group that we're hitting on. Exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to find somebody else here. I, I, I've got a list of people that I want to offend all at once, so <laughs> i just got to make sure I get marked down the list here. I mean, but I'll be honest with you, Amy, I do. I cook a lot, and that's that's the thing that I used to – for my ex-girlfriend, um, what I used to do is I would get up every morning and cook her breakfast before she would get up, and I'd have everything prepared before she'd even wake up. I wow, did that as a, a gift for yeah, I've recently started cooking because I know how attractive that is uh, in a man if a guy can cook. So I'm I'm starting. I'm learning. 
Yeah. Food is a very sensual thing, and that's related to the story stuff and the same whether we were talking about with the cyber sex and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. you got to get in the mind with it. You see what I'm saying? And different flavors and different tastes, I, especially like when you're making love. If you're bringing like food in that too, that's another really neat thing to do. I, I've never done <laughs> yeah, that. I like food and sex play too. Um, I have to say that what I recently discovered is in a good DS relationship, I love cooking for my gentleman. Love it. I love being domestic around him. I find that so hot. I, I know a lot of men who can cook very, very well. Uh, hello? Do you, uh, yeah, we hear you. <laughs> do you, uh, do you, do you like go in the kitchen with, uh, apron on only? Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. When, um, when I went to visit him. Guys like and, that. Yeah, it was super hot, and he would watch me cook. And I'd set the table, and we'd sit down, and I, you know, I served him. I can't, I can tell you that was one of the most intimate, sexually, and, like, just, ultimately stimulating things I've ever done and nice. I did it for three straight and it was just so hot God is just you know I'm kind of I need a moment here <laughs> wow oh, that's fucking amazing I like that especially <laughs> a, a female yeah wow so you can talk called... about sex and get turned on but you can't type about sex and get turned on that's interesting how old are you you said you're 46 I think this has to do with the paradigm between you and the digital world I'm surprised you're even on your cell phone being able to connect oh. to Skype on. Oh. <laughs> now we mean? have another uh, group that's been. <laughs> I don't want to type and talk to. Because, dude, typing one handed? Really? Yeah. You know, it is more difficult for women to do cyber sex. Because, you know, I mean, like. I mean, I don't want to get gross or anything. We're going to get all our hands all slippery and stuff, you know? It's like, and then we're going to be getting it all over a keyboard. The ideal thing would be just to type to get in the mood, and then once you're fully, you know, stimulated, then start writing on it. Right. That's how to do it. You get the mindset, and then, like, basically, you even go to touch yourself, and it's over. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people are are afraid of it or it's stupid because they have this idea of them, you know, awkwardly trying to type and, you know, whack off at the same time. And it just, it sounds and looks ridiculous, but it's not really like that. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a a monkey in the corner jerking off. (laughs) 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 But, uh, our lascivious laughter thing. Did anyone else have a, uh, a joke? Anybody? Oh man, I hate fucking telling sex jokes. To be honest with you, because they've all been told so many damn times. It's always the same goddamn yeah. punchline. It's bullshit. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I, I just figured I'd put that portion in there because I, I wanted to have some structure to the podcast. And oh, I also have a question. Um, people, people could send in questions, like a question and answer period. And I don't have a question this week, uh, unfortunately. I guess nobody really wants to like put up their sex questions because nobody wants to have their names attached to whatever their sexual problems happen to be you know, on the Facebook or whatever. So I'm going to have to put up an email where people can send their, their sex questions for the podcast. That way it's anonymous and it's not going to be a problem. But uh, last week we had a question from somebody that was about how not to get overly attached to somebody that you have sex with. Oh, wow, that's really difficult. I, you know, I, I personally... At that point, um, if you like are having those warning signs, uh, you pull away. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, just it, it's it's a that that's definitely a gentle process, you know. Or, or you just you know vomit completely, and you're like, uh, no, you know, mm-hmm. if if that's what you're going for, if you're going for an attached situation, then uh, communication, uh, basically anything uh, that you know it, you desire, it 
completely comes down to communication. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Before going into sex, both partners have to be on the same page. Well, hey, yes. uh, you know, I'm not looking for a commitment here. I'm just gonna bang the shit out of you and you know broom you. Yeah. Of course, I wouldn't say it like that. Right. Uh, I would. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I know. We know you, you would. You. <laughs> I look, bitch. This is what I want, and if you don't like it, then shut the fuck up. I'll fuck your friend. How's that? <laughs> I can't wait. How I call it a sex contract, to be honest with you. A sex, <laughs> a sex contract? That's it's a, a sex that's a good contract. Idea. It's a, that's the way it really is. me about the question? Is the... the... Uh-oh. Oh, All right, we've phone. lost Ami. So yeah, it's, it's really so you. hard to do to do a podcast from a phone. It's like it is a sex contract. I agree, but I find that men. Um, hello. Hello. Yeah, we got yeah. you. Go oh. ahead, continue. Yeah. Okay, we're lost we're again. Go. Okay, no big deal. Uh, we'll it's just keep on moving. Sex contract signed in semen. Well, okay, I, I think I, I, you, you create contracts all the time in your life. People don't even really realize that you create contracts with your family, you create contracts with your friends, and they all have different stipulations to the contract. So when you go into something like a sex relationship and a sex contract, you have to lay out exactly what you want and what you don't want, and you have to communicate that very clearly. Yes, I agree with you. I think it's very important to have that, and, and so few people actually do that. Few, very few people. They, they think that sex and relationships are just going to kind of happen naturally, be, but in reality, it takes a lot of thinking, and it takes some planning, and you have to at least be on the same page with the person that you're having sex with, or else there's going to be so much confusion. Uh, okay, we're having some sound issues with Ami, so <laughs> it sounds like she's, when she speaks, it sounds like a motorcycle. No, That's, she's beside a biker gang right now. They're yeah. all in the water. That's cool. Yeah, they heard her talking about sex, and they pulled her over. And... Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so there, there's the group gangbang. <laughs> yeah, we got gangbang in the show after all. Yep, she mentions gangbang and a bunch of bikers show up. How, how like, convenient for her, right? What is the, what is, what is the attractiveness of a gangbang? Because I, I, I looked at my own psychology in this one day, too, and I, I wanted to look at it. Like, okay, so I, I have both. Can you hear me? Yeah, Barely. we can hear you. We can hear you now. I, I have I have the want for both the type of gangbangs because I would like to watch my slave be gangbanged by a bunch of you know uh, you know big huge guys that can I'm just glad manhandle I'm not the only one Hugh because I no. have the same thing. But have you seen the Japanese reverse gangbangs with all the girls schoolgirls with one guy? Dude, yeah, that's I would pay for that. That's kind of hot too. Yeah, dude, I would pay for that. I mean, I like, believe you, dude. I saw a video once where. There was like 10 girls in a row. They were all bent over and just waiting for their turn. And this dude just like went from one to the other. And it was like, wow. No, I don't even want to do that. What I want to do is I want to lay there and let them take turns on me. And then have them <laughs> cater to me. I would fucking love that shit. Now, dude, that would put you in a submissive. Uh, no, I'm not submitting. This is me uh, allowing them to do to me what I'm telling oh, them to do. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yes, it's like a they're... harem. Yeah, yeah exactly. you got it. Mm -hmm. You are lucky to even touch me, bitch, but I'll let you because I like all these little hotties that are here doing their thing. You see what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying? I've never had any particular draw toward any type of gangbang, anything like that. I like to be in control of the situation. And not only that, it's like, I, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm kind of ADD, I'm scattered. If I'm having sex with somebody, I need to be able to focus on that person. If there's like 10 people involved, I'm going to be totally scattered. I'm not going to even know what the heck I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, I'm very good at organizing people. I'd have them bitches lined up and doing exactly what I want. Every one of them, dude. It'd be no problem. I'd have them fucking ordered. They'd all be fucking doing exactly. They'd be like, that's that's it. You know what? This is a fantasy for me and not for you. I'm using you. Wow. Well, I figured you, you would find a way to make a gangbang like all about you 
Yeah. <laughs> you got it, dude. Uh, mommy's bag. Oh yeah, it's got giggles. <laughs> so one thing that was really interesting is Gangbang came up in a conversation yesterday that I was having, and the gentleman said that he was had been asked to be a protector. I hadn't really thought about that, but you know the bad behavior of men in a gangbang that can get out of control, and um, this is about a real yeah. gangbang. You know that is an organized gangbang, so it's it's not a violation. It's just yeah, I you know they want to be gang it's a hot like a bodyguard. I have to be yeah, there. Exactly. Like if it were my woman, I would have to you know, make sure no disrespect was shown towards my woman if, if we ever tried something like that. Oh, I'd have to be involved, too, to be able to see. That's what I'm saying. It would be, again, for me to watch that happen to my woman, not anything for those men or the girl or my woman. It would be for me to be able to watch that. Yeah. That's, I think it wouldn't be just for her. I mean, you know, the idea is that you get enough. You get more than enough. You get Well, they actually... In the kink community, in, in BDSM, they call uh, those hard limits. So uh, basically, uh, in, in the kink community, uh, if you feel like you've been pushed too much, you establish a safety word. Mm -hmm. And once that safety word has been expressed, all play stops. No. Which um, is an, another good bookmark, by the way. It was an article in Salon.com that came out last week about how a lot of women in BDSM are choosing not to use their safe word. And this is a, a lot of submissive types. And this is a, a, a real issue. And is it safe not to have a safe word? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Lauren. I really didn't. But I wanted to say that's an article we should look at. No. Awesome. Um, well, uh, you know, it, it, you uh, have to be consensual um, about the play and, you know, move forward. And if you don't use your uh, safety word, then that's kind of your responsibility because you already have a consensual, I guess, uh, like, like uh, foundation uh, for, like, you know, when you feel like you've been pushed too much and when the safety mm -hmm. word is being established, you know? Right. I love how we've got all these sex aficionados on here. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. We're covering so much. I think in the next podcast, in a subsequent podcast, we can discuss more in depth about BDSM and the rules because it's really a misunderstood sort of a community for people yes, who are is. what you would call vanilla. A lot of people don't understand it. A lot of people have a very negative view of it because they're ignorant about the details of it. So I think it would be great to get you guys back on again in the future and have a podcast where we talk extensively about BDSM, about the levels of it, the types of variety that you find within that community, about how um, you secure yourself and, and take care of yourself, safety issues, things like that, just oh, to yeah. really explore that entire topic at length. Yeah, are we uh, are we wrapping up, Emmy? Yeah, we're getting ready to wrap up right now. Uh, we've talked about so many things today: gang bangs. Uh, this was a great Facebook. first episode. Yeah, everything. I think it was an awesome episode, and I thank you guys so much for being with us. It wouldn't have been the same without you, Hugh Robinson. I owe you, man. You rock. Thank you for coming and being with me here today. When I didn't even think you were going to be able to show up. <laughs> Man, you know I'd be here for some shit like this. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> Ami, thank you for, for Skyping in and taking your time out of your day because I know you're on your way to work right now. I really loved having you here. You're very intelligent and you contribute a whole ton to the conversation and I hope to have you on again soon. Miss Lauren, it was great. Thank you. Lauren, thank you so much for being here. You're awesome. You're hot. You're sexy. The guys love you. The girls love you. <laughs> <laughs> and My Mr. pleasure. 
Mr. Sounds Parker. like Emmy has an attraction to my slave. It's possible. We might have to hook that up. Yeah. Uh, my slave has stipulations that come with that. <laughs> well, we'll have to we'll have to just negotiate the contract after we get off the air. All right. All right, guys. Thank you, Mr. Parker, as well, of course, for for being my my regular host and my all around best friend, buddy, and boy. And my also, pleasure. my will... pleasure, my queen. <laughs> and I'll see you guys hopefully again very soon. Keep it kinky, people. Take care. May the sex be with you. Yes. <laughs> I was at an orgy, mother.